Hello and welcome to Business Standard Podcasts. Today is Tuesday, 14th of May, and this is the latest episode of The Chessboard, which takes a look into the world of Indian politics. I'm your host, Ankur Bhardwaj, and once again, I've been joined by Business Standard's political editor, Archis Mohan. Welcome to the podcast, Archis. Thank you, Ankur. So, Archis, we are now close to the seventh and the last phase of general elections 2019, with 59 Lok Sabha constituencies set to go to polls on Sunday, 19th of May. In 2014, out of all these 59 seats, 33 were won by the BJP. And of of the states that are going to polls on Sunday, Punjab is also one of them. All the 13 seats in Punjab will go to polls on Sunday as well. In 2014, Aam Aadmi Party surprised everyone by winning four seats in Punjab. Since then, assembly elections have taken place in the state, and the Congress Party managed to regain power by sweeping the elections with 38% votes and 77 seats, relegating the Aam Aadmi Party to 23% votes with second highest number of seats, and the Shiromani Akali Dal with 25.33%. This was just two years ago. Uh, what do you think is the situation in Punjab? In, which is in just two years after the assembly elections. Ankur, uh, I think the Shiromani Akali Dal and the BJP alliance, which gave Punjab a government for 10 years, is still recovering from its anti-incumbency. And uh, there is, as such, not enough anger against the Amrinder Singh government in the last one and a half years since it's come to power to suggest that the results of the polls, the Lok Sabha polls in Punjab, would be any different uh, from the way the things went during the assembly polls. The interesting bit here, obviously, is the Aam Aadmi Party. It is the joker in the pack. In 2014, as you said, it surprised everyone by winning four seats. The question is whether they can repeat th- that performance. Unfortunately for Aam Aadmi Party, uh, it started as a movement, caught people's imagination, but declined into a similar pattern that seems to govern, unfortunately, nearly all political parties in India. It became quotarized. Uh, it didn't give representation to uh, leadership in Punjab, from Punjab. It s- seems that the top two of our Madmi Party, primarily Mr. Kejriwal and Mr. Manish Sisodia, were a tad insecure as well. You would remember the entire uh, episode where Mr. Navjot Singh Sidhu was thought to be joining the Aam Aadmi Party, then he didn't, and eventually he joined the Congress. There were other leaders who have quit the Aam Aadmi Party, the latest being Mr. H.S. Phulka. The, some of the MPs who, were, uh, who got elected the last time have also quit Aam Aadmi Party. So it would seem the Aam Aadmi Party just could not come to terms with the politics of Punjab, the political temperament of, of, of Punjab. So I'm not sure whether the Aam Aadmi Party would be able to repeat its performance of 2014. And I think that Amrinder Singh government has done reasonably well uh, for the Congress to, to improve its tally. For a while, uh, in 2017 or just before it, uh, there were strong rumors that Kejriwal might even become the Chief Minister of Punjab if Aam, Aam Aadmi Party comes to power in the state. Um, do you think it would have helped the Aam Aadmi Party if we had focused more on Punjab since the assembly elections? As I said, Ankur, I think the Aam Aadmi Party leadership, particularly Mr. Kejriwal, Mr. Sasodia and the people around them, uh, betrayed their immaturity uh, once they won uh, the, the Delhi assembly polls with such a massive majority. Uh, 
they should have built on it. They should have probably uh, built a leadership in Haryana as well as in Punjab, which they couldn't. They, 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 they remain insecure with the local leadership of Punjab, uh, in, uh, of, of Ahmadmi Party in Punjab that was emerging then. Uh, logically, yes, I think if Mr. Kejriwal has positioned himself uh, as a leader of Ahmadmi Party in Punjab, it could have worked well for for Ahmadmi Party because Punjab has 13 Lok Sabha seats, Delhi has seven Lok Sabha seats. Delhi is not a full state. Punjab is a full state. However, having said that, I I, I do not know if Mr. Kejriwal, who is a Hindu uh, baniya who comes from the trading caste, would have been as acceptable as let's say a, a, a local Punjabi, a Punjabi-speaking politician. Of the two BJP MPs who were elected in 2014, one was Vinod Khanna, who was elected from the seat of Gurdaspur, uh, where he has been winning, who he had been winning for some time. The other was the uh, seat from Hosharpur, which was a reserved seat and won by Mr. Vijay Sapla. Now, Mr. Vinod Khanna is no more, and Gurdaspur was snatched by the Congress in the, in the bipoles. Uh, and Mr. Vijay Sapla has not been repeated by the BJP. What do you think is the reason that the BJP hasn't been able to cultivate a local leadership with Mr. Sidhu even leaving the party? Again, I think that the people who call the shots as far as Punjab politics is concerned uh, uh, may be Punjabis, but they are not local Punjabis. They, they operate from Delhi. Uh, and, and it seems that there are times when they listen to the advice of uh, their friends in Akali Dal to dictate how BJP in Punjab would determine its politics, would play out its politics. So something similar happened to Mr. Sidhu. Mr. Sidhu uh, was a popular leader in Amritsar, is a popular leader in Amritsar, so is his wife. Uh, but it would seem that the BJP leadership in Delhi listened to their friends in the Akali Dal who had problems with Mr. Sidhu. And Mr. Sidhu ha uh, had to quit, uh, quit BJP because there was a time when you know, Mr. Sidhu vacated the seat for Mr. Jaitley, the Amritsar seat. Uh, we all know Mr. Jaitley lost that seat to Mr. Amritsar Singh. Eventually, Mr. Sidhu had been promised that he'll be accommodated in the Rajya Sabha. When the time came, he was told that he'll be nominated to the Rajya Sabha by the president. And that was unacceptable to Mr. Sidhu. And I think it was a tad unfair also because Mr. Sidhu has been part of the electoral politics. He doesn't need the, the, need the avenue of a nomination of the president to reach the Rajya Sabha. So again, I think uh, the BJP tries to, has tried to uh, determine its politics in, in, in Punjab through Akali Dal, which doesn't work. And as for Gurdaspur, yes, Mr. Vinod Khanna was a very popular uh, MP. He had won multiple times and the, the, the Congress snatched that seat from, from, from the B BJP when after Mr. S uh, Khanna passed away and now it has fielded uh, Mr. Sunny Deol. Do you think he can repeat that magic? I think so. I think Mr. Sunny Deol is quite popular. But again, uh, the Congress candidate, Mr. Jakhar, is also very popular. So it'll be a tough fight. I think it'll be a tough fight. It, it, it's turning out to be a very interesting fight. Yeah. So, so in Punjab, we find that the Congress probably has lesser problems than in other states. Now, moving on to other parties, uh, just since we are close to the end of the elections. Uh, there is an interesting report about the Chief Minister of Telangana meeting uh, the leader of the DMK, Mr. Stalin. And Mr. Rao and Mr. Stalin were discussing possible alliances uh, after the results are declared on 23rd of May. Uh, do you see a political realignment happening as far as non-Congress, non-BJP parties are concerned? 
No, a year back, uh, along with uh, Ms. Mamta Banerjee, the Chief Minister of Bengal, uh, Mr. Rao, or KCR as he's popularly called, had uh, floated the, this idea of a federal front. Uh, initially, it found support from Ms. Banerjee, but eventually the Congress reached out to Ms. Banerjee and there were uh, some discussions between the two parties and, and Ms. Banerjee withdrew from that effort. However, in the last one week, 10 days, you would see that Mr. Rao has met uh, CPIM leader and Kerala Chief Minister Pinarai Vijayan. He has also had a telephonic conversation with Mr. H.D. Kumaraswamy, the Jantadal secular leader and Karnataka Chief Minister. And yesterday he met Mr. Stalin. Now, Mr. Stalin, uh, I do not know, one cannot predict how parties would behave once the election results come in. But until now, Mr. Stalin has been steadfast in saying that he cannot support a BJP government, that he is part of the uh, UP alliance and that he would want Mr. Rahul Gandhi as the Prime Minister. So uh, I think Mr. Rao is only uh, only trying to build a consensus around a, a federal, uh, the idea of a federal front. I think it's too premature. A whole lot of these parties would decide on their uh, strategies once the election results are in. For example, yesterday, Jantadal uh, um, United issued a press statement stating that Orissa Chief Minister Naveen Patnaik's demand for a special category status for Orissa is justified and that the Finance Commission terms of reference should be amended to grant special category status not just to Odessa but also to Bihar. So obviously Mr. Kumar is trying to make common cause from within the NDA with Mr. Naveen Patnaik and whether a Congress-led government comes in comes to power or a BJP-led government comes to power, a whole lot of these regional parties think that it's their chance after five years of a uh, full majority government where they think they, that they were not treated well uh, to, to, to join forces to make common cause on issues and, and be, a, be, a be, be in a place where they have better bargaining power. So the chessboard will take the final shape on 23rd of May and then it will be an interesting move. Another thing that made the news this week Arches, was an interview that the Prime Minister gave to a news channel. And in it, he mentioned that he had advised the Indian Air Force uh, that perhaps it was better to attack Balakot on a cloudy night as the Pakistani radars will be uh, ineffective in such weather. It has become a subject of uh, social media memes, as you know. Um, do you think this gaffe will have an impact? Honestly, Ankur, uh, I liken this to a phase in Indian politics where uh, the English media and a whole lot of the urban elite started ridiculing uh, Lalu Prasad Yadav, the Rashtriya Janata Dal leader and at that time Bihar chief minister. Uh, and Mr. Yadav also reveled in that. He cultivated, crafted an image of a village bumpkin. Or a Vidushak as they call it. Yes, or a Vidushak. Uh, but uh, here, the, the, the difference is that Mr. Modi doesn't try to cultivate that image. Mr. Modi has crafted an image of him having come from an underprivileged background, a poor background of being a chaiwala, uh, whose mother was very poor, who, who, as per that interview, who didn't even keep a wallet 
till very recently because he had no money but he has been tax savvy he says and has been emailing since 1988 yes, th- that's exactly my point is because apart from the the, the support base of the poor that the bjp ha- has thanks to mr modi having crafted this image mr modi also has support base among uh, young voters am- among not just first time voters but people who are under 35 a whole lot of these people would remember when email uh, arrived in india or or would remember would would know the radar technology so while i don't think it it becomes an issue uh, electorally in in the in semi urban urban areas towns and villages of this country but it does dent mr modi's image among his supporters uh, in the younger generation That's very interesting Arches. So that was this week's episode of the Chessboard. Thank you for joining us. Join us again next week as we discuss the latest in Indian politics. Subscribe to Business Standard Podcast on Google Podcasts or Spotify for the latest in the world's business, economy, markets, politics and sports. This is your host Ankur Bhardwaj signing off. <laughs>